Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hey folks, you're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 269, recorded live on the YDF Media Network on December the 19th, 2023. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Hey, Pete. What is going on this week, my friend? Not much, you? Uh, getting ready to uh, to journey up north. It's, you know, it, this, is our, this is our big Christmas show, so, you know, we got to get things moving on it right you dislike birds so much that instead of flying south for the winter i i drive north for the winter yes yes that, that, is, that is the case uh, folks we are two lifelong disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of disney alive in our lives every day and we want to share that magic with you so pull up a chair gather the family or pop in your favorite set of headphones and let's experience the magic together pete kevin you know, speaking of of that that bird that was in my apartment uh like <laughs> it it like it's trying to get back in, I think. Really? Yeah. Uh, so Rach sent me a picture the other day and she got home and like, so the bird, like it's, it, I think it's the same bird. It's at least the same type of bird. And okay. it's perched on like the, the light outside our apartment door. Like, and it's just like looking at the apartment door. Like, I'm not even kidding. I have a picture of it that she sent Maybe me. the word is out that your apartment is like a hotspot. It's like club bird. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the only bird that I like is Big Bird. I will, I will, I will go on record. What about the Orange Bird? I'm cooling on him. Too much overexposure. Hmm. You know, I still like him. He's still fine. Uh, but you know, I think they need to. I think they need to pull back a little bit. Um, but yeah, I watched a really fascinating Big Bird documentary the other day. Just wildly off topic, right off the bat. Uh, just. I had the the pleasure of meeting Carol Spinney, uh, the puppeteer who plays Big Bird, years ago. Uh, you know, uh, at a Chiller Theater convention in New Jersey, and uh, he was just such a nice, wonderful man. Like, told me a really fun story, and you know, um, did the voice while we were talking, and so just a really quality human being. And so there's a there's a documentary on YouTube called "I Am Big Bird." And uh, it's really good. I highly recommend it. It's free. It's just up on YouTube for free. So uh, yeah, definitely recommend. It. And I and I I watched. Uh, what what started this was was I uh, showed Rachel one of my all time favorite Christmas specials the other day, which is Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. Okay. The special that I did. We're gonna say did an homage to instead of shamelessly ripped off for the Morty Monster Christmas special, Morty Christmas, that will be reposted sometime this week. Um, <laughs> that's how we're gonna say it. We're gonna say homage. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, um, you you know me. I just love anything Henson related and Muppet related. And there's so much Henson talk. Uh, you you know, I, it just it makes me think a lot about like what could have been in the parks if he hadn't you know passed away when he did. Um, you know, because like what they were buying when they bought the Muppets was his was him like his his mind his his innovations like it would have been like having Walt back 
in, in, in a sense. I mean, they're wow. both they're both geniuses, but they were different kinds of geniuses. Uh, you, you know, and I, I would dare say Henson is the most incredible creative figure that's ever lived. Like he just his, his the the way the the filmmaking you know innovations that he pioneered are are just like it's insane like how crazy people are always like oh you know if you can meet one famous person you know living or dead who would it be i always say jim henson yeah i always think of my like mount rushmore of like you know pop culture influence and it's always walt about 30 times bigger than everyone else of yeah course, he did so much i'm more henson's Henson gotta be on there uh George Lucas. I don't know who I feel that fourth uh, Stanley spot with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, right? Like, I'm a comic <laughs> right. guy. How can I yeah. not say Stanley? Right. But we got it. I mean, you know, Jack Kirby. Like, I don't know. Jack Kirby could, yeah, I could see Jack Kirby being up there. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, all right. So, are you ready to jump into the news this week on our special sure holiday themed episode or Christmas themed episode here? Ho, ho, ho. Uh, yeah. Uh, before we get into that, folks, uh, just big thanks to our patrons over at patreon.com slash two men in the mouse. If you want to be a patron of this show and get more exclusive content coming at you, including the patron show, um, you know, the, um, uh, the Geek Watchtower, Orlando Outside Disney, Festival Food Features. Uh, and coming soon, actually, my brother-in-law just got me the official Disney Parks cookbook. Oh, yeah. You sent me a pic of that the other day. Yes. Cool. And and so Rachel's first reaction when I opened it was, you know, we could do a Patreon, like Patreon cooking videos, like with the, so I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like cook from this book and, you know, make the Ohana, you know, chicken wings and stuff like that in my kitchen. Fantastic. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, that sounds great. Yep. So uh, that can all be found over at patreon.com slash two men in the mouse. Come on over and join us. And, you know, we, we have a great time over there. Uh, all right. So uh, worldwide news. We've got some information on how certain things are going to work once the new year hits. Okay. Uh, so we now know how virtual queues will be working with the start of all day park hopper access. That begins January 9th, uh, 2024, where you won't have to wait until 2 p.m. to park hop anymore. When all-day park hopping resumes, guests will be able to join one attraction virtual queue at any theme park where they have valid admission. Guests may hold one attraction virtual queue at a time. Uh, so selected mission types may also require a theme park reservation to join a virtual queue. Guests do not need to be inside a theme park um, to join the virtual queue at 7, but they must be inside the park to join one at 1 o'clock. Virtual queues are currently in operation for Tron Lightcycle Run at Magic Kingdom and Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind at Epcot. Uh, since returning in 2021, Park Hopper access has only been available after 2 p.m. each day, and joining a virtual queue has required a park reservation. So now it looks like if you've got like a a, tick, a park hopper ticket for that day or a valid annual pass that you know you don't need a reservation for that day, you can join any virtual queue. Cool. Yep. So that includes you know Tron or Guardians or you know whatever whatever. I'm sure. Do you think Tiana's is going to have a virtual queue when it opens up? Um, probably when it first opens, yeah. I would assume so, right? Because like Ratatouille yeah. had one. Yeah. So uh, also, how will the good to go days work for Walt Disney World annual pass holders? That's been a big thing that people have been wondering. These good to go days are the days in which you are able to go to the park without a reservation. So Disney has shared new details on how that's going to work. On good to go days, annual pass holders may enter the theme parks without a reservation. The block out dates will still continue to apply. Uh, the theme park reservation calendar, annual pass holder admissions calendar, and My Disney Experience app will show days that are good to go. 
The first Good to Go days will be added to the calendar starting January 11th, 2024. Good to Go days will be added periodically and may be released days or weeks in advance. With the return of all-day park hopper access, pass holders can enter another Walt Disney World theme park anytime during park hours. And annual pass holders may also continue to visit without a park reservation after 2 p.m., unless visiting Magic Kingdom Park on a Saturday or Sunday. To use the park hopper benefit, annual pass holders must make a theme park reservation on a non-Good to Go day uh, for the first park they plan to visit and enter that park prior to visiting another, or they can enter a theme park without a reservation on a good to go day for that park or after 2 PM before visiting another. So there you go. So those are going to okay. be, those will be announced. I, I can't imagine there's going to be a lot of, do you think there's going to be more good to go days than reservation days? Hmm. Like, like, do you think this is going to be like, Hey, maybe like three days out of the month are going to be good to go days. Whereas like, or do you think it's going to be like, Hey, maybe like only really busy weeks are going to require reservations. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I feel like it depends on the time of year. Yeah, like which way does that go? But like but they're not gonna make reservations like like rare, like like the amount of days rare because they still want you in the um, like formula of using it. Yeah, it's not like oh man, we didn't have a reservation for six months, then people forget how to do it. You know, right? Which sounds silly, but they want to keep you using it just so of that course. they can. Uh, so in water park news, uh, forecasted storms have closed Blizzard Beach for four days. Okay. It's crazy. Uh, so Blizzard Beach closed on December the 16th, and um, it is still closed today on the 19th. So strong storms are expected all across central Florida. Forecasts call for two to four inches of widespread rain that would have begun Saturday evening with peak wind gusts of 35 miles an hour. And uh, we did get a lot of rain over the weekend. So, uh, so do we. know, I, Saturday was all day, which is so rare here. Um, you know, it's so much so that, you know, we're going to get to it uh, a little bit later, but they canceled Jollywood Nights that night. Wow. I was shocked. I Like, normally it's like rain or shine, but yeah, they it was so bad that they had to cancel Jollywood Nights. And you know what? I get it because, like, I guess there's not as much, like, cover in Hollywood Studios as there is in Magic Kingdom, maybe. Yeah, very, I've never heard of them canceling very merry or not so scary for a storm. You know, unless it was a hurt. I feel like they have really for like just rain. Man, not it, just rain, but like the day, a serious the, storm. Well, I mean, I don't know. It just seemed like it was just rain. Like it, it didn't seem like a super serious storm. Uh, Disney Springs news: a uh, over at the Summer House on the Lake, the new restaurant that just opened up, there is a cookie bar to indulge your sweet tooth. Okay, so, I love a good cookie bar. So Disney Springs has firmly established its place as the destination for incredible cookies with the opening of the cookie bar at Summer House on the Lake. Uh, like the hugely popular Gideon's Bakehouse in the landing, the cookie bar will likely attract its own fan club once word gets out. It's a huge like deli counter almost basically where it's just cookies in like the display case. So um, it's located inside the Summer House on the Lake restaurant. The cookie bar has its own entrance at the front of the building on the west side, and you don't need to visit to eat at the restaurant to visit it. Stepping inside, guests see an expansive display case offering more than 15 cookies and bars priced from $4.95 to $5.45. Each of the cookies is around 5 inches in diameter and are all freshly baked on site. There are also allergy-friendly options, including gluten-free. 
Uh, there are so many cookies here, and they're like big. They look like big cookies too. Like, yeah, I heard they're kind of you know going up against Gideon's here with this. I mean, I don't know. T see, to me, like they look, they're like wider than the Gideon's cookies, but they're flatter than the Gideon's cookies. Mm. Like to me, but like is that the, bad? No, I don't think it's terrible. I don't think it's bad, but like I don't know. I prefer the 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 less round and and more full Gideon's cookie. That's like you know hugely thick. Mm. I don't and know. Awesome. I'd have to taste test them yeah i mean i'm gonna have to gonna have to do, go on a little research trip uh to the summer house on the lake and visit this cookie bar because you know got to do it uh normally i delight in the uh the the epcot festival of the holidays cookie stroll every year i mean right. like, I, I become a connoisseur of these cookies this year it did not happen uh, hmm. uh we we tried we we went yesterday it was going to be like our big like so, so we went one day and you know we had like porchetta and like the meat assorti and it was really good then we're like oh okay we'll come back on the 18th and we'll like do the festival fully and like get all the food and all the cookies we went yesterday let me tell you something this is one of those days where we walked into epcot and we're like we need to leave because it was so crowded like i didn't realize the christmas crowds were already starting and they they wow. sure sure did. I mean, Epcot wow. was there were lines, there were long lines for everything. The pretzel cart in Germany, the you know the the Odyssey Center, the um, you know all of the different uh, kiosks all had massive lines. Yet we walked in and we saw just this mob of people in front of Spaceship Earth. And I was like, uh oh, because that's usually like my first. Yeah, like, that that's a bad sign. Yeah, it's usually a really bad sign. So I checked the app, and it was like a minute wait for spaceship earth there was a 35 minute wait for figment so i was just like yep. yeah nope 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 we we did a lap around world showcase to see if there was anything that we could possibly get and then i finally turned to rachel and i was like how about we go home we we get a we get public sandwiches and a thing of fried chicken and we go home and we watch christmas movies and she was like yes please <laughs> <laughs> so we came home. we watched a Christmas story, which is only the second time in my life I've ever watched that movie. OK. And the first time I didn't really pay attention to it. Right. Uh, and it was like over a decade ago. So I was kind of like experiencing a Christmas story for the first time today. We're, now, I feel like I am so behind on this because obviously this is like everybody's this is like the Christmas movie and everybody loves it so much. But I like the second it started, I was like, that's John from Carousel of Progress isn't yep. it and then i looked i looked it up and it was so yep. it, it was such a because like i guess the last time i saw it i just was not like i didn't see carousel of progress as often so you know it was it just didn't, didn't register to me the second he started talking i was like oh wow it's like it, he almost sounded like adam west but uh, he kind of like sounds like adam west right now I'm gonna say something all my friends hate about me, but I I don't I'm not a Christmas story guy. You know what? I, this is gonna be a new part of my holiday rotation. I'm not the guy that can sit and watch the 24 hour, like you know, rotation of it. Yeah, I mean I'm good on it. I don't really ever need to see it. Yeah, what 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 do you not like about it? I don't know. I mean I've seen it enough. That's not something I need to go back I, to. I don't it's, think it's like super funny. Yeah, I guess it's just kind of new to me. You know, because like I never like it was not required viewing in the Kessler family Christmases right. like it like I, I don't even know if my parents have ever seen it I'm gonna like I'm gonna bring it up when I get home I'm gonna be like hey that about a Christmas story like wanna watch that like normally our Christmas movies are like you know Home Alone the Santa Claus Elf so we watched Elf the other night though and that movie is so good uh 
so yeah, the um, you know, that was fun. Oh, speaking of Christmas, I went to Universal the other day. Yes, uh, with the intention of going to see the um, the the Grinchmas show and the parade, and saw neither. Uh, <laughs> but um, so but we walked around both parks, and I have to say, Universal has really stepped up its game when it comes to like everything. Okay. And Christmas, I mean, it was decorated so beautifully for Christmas. It was excellent. The entire, all of Universal Studios was just decked out. Uh, you know, in the uh, in Islands of Adventure, it's, you know, like the Harry Potter area is decorated and like the Seuss area obviously is the most decorated. But in all of Universal Studios proper, it was just from top to bottom decorated for Christmas everywhere. And just really fantastic. I loved it. Uh, you know, we so I was really hungry and we were at um, we were at the uh, Islands of Adventure and my friend has to leave at five, which is why we're not seeing the parade. And, uh, you know, we're waiting for Grinchmas and she's like, oh, yeah, you know, Grinchmas is this time. And I'm like, I really don't want to eat any of the food here. But like I'm starving. Like normally I can right. go normally I can go for some tots over at, uh, you know, the the green eggs and ham. And but for some reason this day, I was not I'm like, I can't do the tots again. Like we do it every single time we're here. I got to do something new. So finally, I'm like, do we have time to run to Universal and back? And she was like, absolutely not. We definitely don't have time to do that. And I was like, wait a minute. Is Grinchmas just the Grinch who stole Christmas? Like, is this the story of this? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, we're good. I watched the cartoon like. like Right, right. (laughs) Like, I watched the original cartoon. So let's go. So we went and we ate at the Minions Cafe. Okay. Here's something you have to understand about my best friend, Jenna. Okay. There's one thing in this world that she hates more than anything else in the world. Okay. That is the Minions. And I somehow got her to go to the Minions Cafe with me. Let me tell you something. So we sat down and she ordered like this fried cauliflower. And uh, she sits down and she takes her first bite. And she's like, and I'm like, what? And she's like, it's really good. Like she was so ticked that it was good. It my I had a cheesesteak and it came with like a pipette of like cheese sauce and tater tots in the shape of Minions. Okay. It was really good. It was the best Universal food I ever had. Good for you, Universal with the Minions Cafe. Yeah. I I will say you you were encouraged to order on the app and they deliver it like and then you like scan the code on your table and they bring it right to your table. My friend was able to do it. I was not. The app did not work for me. So I had to I had to go up front uh to the register. But uh see, pretty seamless experience once I did that. And uh, not I thought I was like, oh, what is everything going to be banana flavored? No, like it is really good, honest goodness food. And of course, we're, we're sat right by this like like minion um, display that keeps like talking in minion talk. And so my friend just keeps getting like visibly annoyed, but then like visibly happy as she bites into her fried cauliflower and really likes it. So it was it was it was a day of conundrums to be sure. Wow, that's that's crazy. The, they have a the Christmas tribute store. Like they ever go into the Halloween tribute store when they do yes. Halloween. Mm-hmm. So yeah, now they've got the Christmas tribute store, which is the same concept. It's room to room, uh, you know, each one with a different theme. All with this like, so she she got a three D printed Grinch for eight dollars. Like you just like you just like put your card in the machine and hit yeah, the button. it's like one of those machines. Yeah, yep. and it like three D printed a little Grinch figurine for her. It was really cool. That's I liked neat. that a lot. Um. 
Okay. Uh, never. I got way off track. So moving along. Uh, Magic Kingdom news. Pirates of the Caribbean turned 50 the other day. So obviously, you know, the Magic Kingdom turned 50 last year. It was the whole big hullabaloo. Right. Uh, this year, however, as you know, was people thought that like, oh, people in Florida aren't going to want Pirates of the Caribbean because they're right by the Caribbean. And, you know, it was the stupidest thing ever. Well, to... I think it was more that they thought that there might be some distaste in having pirates that close to where pirates actually were. You know what? I'm pretty sure by then hostilities had cooled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Pirates of the Caribbean marked its 50th anniversary at Walt Disney World on December the 15th. And cast members celebrated the occasion with a nice group photo in front of the attraction. Uh, so there's a lot of people that work at Pirates from, I this, bet. from this group photo. Uh, and yeah, you know, um, good, good, well, good for Pirates being 50 years old. So yeah. I guess it, it opened, I guess, a little bit over, you know, like 14 months after Walt Disney World opened. So there you have it. Epcot news. We have an opening date for the, uh, the 2024 Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. A fantastic festival every year. Absolutely. Uh, so the 2024 festival will begin on February the 28th with the ending date still to be announced. So this is going to go for a little while. Probably. Usually this goes for a few months. Yeah. Um, you know, usually it extends into like May, I think, even. And then uh, it depends on how on how early they're going to start food and wine this year. I mean, they might start food and wine on like, you know, April at this point, yeah. like April to November. Uh, I, I really think there should be another festival in between flowering. At garden this point, and, we we could do wine. something. Yeah, right. Like it's got to be. But uh, who knows what it would be? Um, it's just, you know, food and wine. It goes on for too long. And like, I feel like it, it is of the concept. I, I know I say this till I'm blue in the face, but of the concepts of the festivals, food and wine is the most boring. It is the least interesting concept because the gimmick is just the food and the wine. Yeah, but every, it's also the biggest draw. I know. But every other festival has the food and wine, but they've also got that added gimmick, the holidays, right. the arts, the, you know, the flower and garden. So, you know, just me and my soapbox, I guess. Uh, Christmas decor has been added to the new World Celebration Gardens area of Epcot. So that was nice to see. Okay. Yeah, they have... Um, they added these like trees that were covered in poinsettias, the poinsettia towers. Uh, they are along the walkway by the creation shop and connections cafe. So uh, originally they, you know, when they rolled it out, they didn't have it decorated for Christmas. Cause I guess they wanted people to see like what it's going to look like in its natural state. But now that people have kind of gotten a taste of it, it's time to, you know, yeah, throw the, through, through the theming for Christmas on there. That walkway uh, uh, next to Moana is still closed. Hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, when we did when we did get to Epcot, uh, the one thing I was I was like, oh, all right, we're here. You know, we got some Christmas shopping done, like the last of our shopping. But I was like, the one thing that I really want that I haven't gotten yet is that Donald Duck Christmas tree sipper. And right. they were sold out of it everywhere. Wow. Oh, it was really sad. Yeah, it was really, really sad. Um, so, you know, but that that's my fault. I waited too long. You know, no well, one if it blamed... comes back and you see one, grab one for me. I, I, I still want one. I certainly will. You know what? I'll, at some point, I'll have to go to the outlet store and see if they've got them there. Like, you know, right, right before next Christmas or something like that. Uh, oh, right. Animal Kingdom has got some uh, big news this week. I mean, literally big news. A new baby elephant has been born. 
Okay. At Disney's Animal Kingdom. And look, we love baby animal announcements on this show, obviously. We always talk about them. A baby elephant is a big deal. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. It it is definitely because so here's the thing. An elephant's gestation period, like the, the period of time that an el- a, a female elephant is pregnant is two years. About I think it's 23 months, maybe like just shy of two years. But so this baby has been long awaited here joining the yeah, and the other baby was starting to get big. So it was about time we got another baby yeah. out there. Uh, Disney Animal Kingdom has welcomed a new addition to their family, a baby elephant named Cora waiting, uh, weighing in at 218 pounds. Cora was born to African elephant mom Nadira, who herself was born at the park in 2005 and is Nadira's first calf. So they have a video of Cora and Nadira together. The birth of Cora is part of a carefully planned program under the Association of Zoos and Aquarium Species Survival Plan aimed at the responsible breeding of endangered animals in managed care. The event is particularly special as Nadira, the new mother, received guidance and comfort from her sister Luna during her birthing process. The family's strong bonds are evident as Cora will soon meet her grandmother Donna and Aunt Stella. It's typical for adult females in elephant herds to assist in raising young elephants until they are about eight years old. So elephants are kids for a long time. They, yeah. They have a pretty long life. I'm pretty sure the the previous baby uh, that was born, I think like probably about eight, eight years ago at this point uh, is, uh, is still technically like a, a juvenile, like, you know, a little kid. Nadira became pregnant through natural breeding in early 2022 and received specialized care through her nearly 22-month pregnancy. A dedicated team, including animal keepers, endocrinologists, and veterinarians, worked tirelessly to ensure the health and well-being of both mother and calf. Postnatal exams and bonding time are currently underway before Cora joins the rest of the herd on Kilimanjaro safaris. This baby elephant is adorable. That's great. Why wouldn't you just name her Dumbo? Ah. No, I, I get it. They want the African names, but yeah, uh, it's Jumbo, also two on the nose, you know, yeah, Jumbo Junior. Right. Which, you know, people don't realize is Dumbo's actual name. Correct. Jumbo Junior. Uh, Hollywood Studios News. Disney is rebooting the Voyage of the Little Mermaid. What Finally. we all wanted. Yeah. Finally, we're doing something with this space. I mean, we were there last time. I think we probably Jollywood. I just remember looking at that area and just like the launch bay is useless at this point. Yep. Like now the galaxy's edge is open. The launch bay is meaningless and the voyage of the little mermaids. It's empty. You've turned the Disney junior uh, show into a dance party and you got some character meet and greets out here. This entire, and, and that store that's right there, it's like never open. So this entire area of the park is useless. basically just useless. So now we are getting something new. Plans are underway to open a new version of Voyage of the Little Mermaid at Disney's Hollywood Studios in Walt Disney World. The original Voyage of the Little Mermaid stage show, which debuted on January 7th, 1992 and was never updated thereafter, uh, had its final performance in 2020 and did not reopen from the pandemic shutdown of Walt Disney World. Disney has not yet confirmed the show's return, but we expect an official announcement of vo- this is from www.magic.com, by the way. We expect an official announcement of Voyage of the Little Mermaid's comeback very soon. Despite being closed for more than three years, the Voyage of the Little Mermaid marquee has remained in place on the outside of the building. Some freshening up of the exterior and interior can be expected ahead of the relaunch. Voyage of the Little Mermaid's imminent return will be a big boost for Disney's Hollywood Studios, bringing much-needed capacity to a park that has seen significant attendance increases since the addition of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and Toy Story Land. 
Disney sees adding more live entertainment as the answer to offering guests more to do between experiencing high-demand e-ticket attractions. While we expect official confirmation of Voyage of the Little Mermaid soon, there is still more to come at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Stay tuned. Uh, so, do you think they're going to, like, change a lot? Or do you think they're just going to reopen it? Like, they're saying you're going to reboot it. Come so, on, you can't leave that thing the way it was. No, with the Kabuki Ursula and like the the only thing so I hope weird. They, the only thing I hope they keep is the puppets. Like I really love like the Sebastian puppet and the. the oh, part of me wants them to keep the lasers because they're so the terrible. So, the early '90s laser light show. Yeah, I just loved it. I remember taking the kids almost to be like, look how crazy this is. <laughs> I'll never forget. I remember in '97 when we were there, like my first like trip that I like remember. I remember the big deal about illuminations was they've got laser lights. Like it was this big, huge deal, yep. like this laser light fireworks show. And I was in awe of the laser lights. So they're pretty cool. Yeah, they are pretty cool. Uh, you know, somebody, uh, one of our, one of our listeners, I believe over in our patron group um, had mentioned, I'm sorry, I don't remember which, uh, which patron had, had said it. Uh, that the um, the drone company that does the drones in Disneyland Paris has now established a uh, like a base of operations in Orlando. Oh, so it's possible we're going to be getting some dronage going crossed. on. Yeah, uh, and and finally, Jollywood Nights was rained out the other night. Uh, so this was two nights ago, uh, December the sixteenth. Um, so, so I'm sorry, it's three nights ago. Uh, it was canceled due to poor, poor weather moving across Florida. Over the weekend, the cancellation is slightly unusual as Disney typically hosts events, hosts events regardless of weather. However, however, Jollywood Nights is primarily an outdoor event, and the forecast offers a little hope of conditions improving overnight. Uh, tickets, I'm oh, sorry, so it was for two nights ago. They canceled it on the 16th for the 17th. Right. Um, so the final two nights of Jollywood Nights, uh, the final night of Jollywood Nights is uh, tomorrow night, the 20th, and it is sold out. So nobody else is getting to experience Jollywood. And that's the news this week. Okay. All right. So we have got a special e-ticket attraction for you guys. Uh, you know, one last holiday hurrah uh, for, for this Christmas season uh, coming at you when Two Men in the Mouse returns right after this. Hey, listeners. This is Mark Daniel, and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse. Folks, it has been a wonderful holiday season here in Walt Disney World, and I hope that you're able to feel the love and appreciation that Pete and I have for this special time of year in the most magical place on Earth through some of the e-ticket attractions that we've been doing this year for the holiday season. And hopefully most of you are thinking about or even actively planning your own Disney holiday trip at some point in the future. Uh, but, you know, there's so much to see and do during the holidays at Walt Disney World that you kind of have to prioritize and go into it knowing that if you're only here for a week, you're not going to be able to do everything. I mean, I live here and I didn't do everything this year. Uh, so we figured, why not make a list of, of priorities, a top 10 list, if you will. So that's why this week for our e-ticket attraction of the week, Pete and I are listing the top 10 things you have to do during your Walt Disney World Christmas holiday vacation. All right. I'm excited for this list. I'm always, I love, I love our it. top, I love our top tens. I love when we get to do top 10 lists. And 
this one is very near and dear to my heart. And this one, I feel like more than most was kind of easier for us to put together. Would you say? Yeah, we, we kind of had a good you know grasp on this. Yeah, I think what it take us like five minutes to just like rattle right. these off basically because i mean it is so, so how many how many holiday trips have, would you say you've taken more than five? Oh yeah we we went in that you know yeah. november december area a lot more than 10 would you say mm, i mean maybe 10 okay so you've Could done it a lot now i've i've spent eight christmas seasons down here now and uh you know it, there's so much to see and do the holidays uh, you know what someone uh, dave weikert once told me uh, when I was first going to, um, to to Disney in 2009, after not going for a while, I was debating on whether I wanted to go in September or like November, December. And he was like, um, he said, you know what? You haven't gone in a while. So I would say don't go in December because if you go at Christmas time, that's the only time you're ever going to want to go. Mm-hmm. So he was like, experience everything yeah. else before you go at Christmas because it's the best time. And he was a hundred percent right because it like if, if somebody is like when should I go to Disney I'm always like oh November December, yep like make sure you go because and like we've always said Halloween is Halloween on Main Street during the day other than the, the Halloween party but it is Christmas everywhere we're talking every park almost every land like there's something yep. in in just about every land of every park and you've got um well I mean you know to a point like Star Wars Land obviously still doesn't have Life Day but. Uh, you know, and every resort has got some kind of decorations. So, yeah, top ten things that you should put on your list of things to do, uh, you know, for that um that special time of year for your next holiday trip. All right, so you ready to hop out at number ten? Let's do it. Figure we'll start at number ten and work our way to number one instead of starting at number one and working our way to ten. I know we always flirt with that idea. But yeah, I, it just doesn't feel right. Yeah, I think we got to I think we got to stick to the classics, stick to what works. All right. Number 10. And this is number 10 solely because you've got to catch this on the right day. It only happens for a day or two. I think sometimes they do it for two days. But I mean, I really like one major day. And that is the filming of the Walt Disney World Holiday Parade. Now, this is the parade that airs on ABC on Christmas Day. And they film it in both Walt Disney World and Disneyland, but it is filmed in like early to mid November. So if you happen to be there on the day, I mean, know that it's going to be crazy. I, I've been there during the filming of it. I've seen like the Dancing with the Stars uh, brother sister duo that hosts it. Uh, have you ever been there for the parade? I have. Yeah. What, what was your your take on it? Was it like wow? I almost I got run into by Carrie Underwood once there. Actually. Oh wow. <laughs> um. I I like it. It's just really loud and yes. I mean, you have to really want to be there for it. It's kind of yeah, like the absolutely. the, Ma- the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, where like I see the people there and I'm like, good for them. I never want to go do that. But yeah, uh, yeah, I I don't think I'd ever want to be like in the crowd of the parade. Uh, partly because like I I kind of like experiencing it on TV. But if you if that's the thing that you want to be a part of, there is a specific day. But here's the thing. You kind of have to luck into this. That's another reason why it's number 10, because they don't announce these filming dates, you know, like long in advance. It's pretty much like like you kind of stumble into this. Well, that's it's also because they don't have a specific like, hey, we're doing it on this day. It's all weather contingent. Also true. Very specific weather contingent. They need to be like really sunny. Well, this year, I also noticed that in like the schedule of events, they had the very merry Christmas parade 
during the day that one day in November. And that just happened to be the day that they, they did it because yeah. this year it's a little bit different because it used to be that Disneyland got the parade. And while Disney World was just kind of the live perform the live performances, air quote, uh, you, you know, the, 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 the lip synced performances. Um, so yeah, the, uh, gosh, I'm glad to see that the parade is going on at both parks this year. That Me we're too. kind of getting a mixture of it. All right. Number nine, we're taking a trip over to Epcot for this one. And and so, folks, the thing we said in this, we're not going to be like the festival of the holidays or like go to a hard ticket event. Those are very broad concepts. Instead, we're going to kind of like zero in on specific things about these events, uh, because obviously, you know that if you're going there, you should go to a hard ticket Christmas event or you should go to uh, the Epcot Festival of the Holidays. So we're going to the Epcot Festival of the Holidays here. And we are going to take a look at something very specific, and that is the Olaf scavenger hunt that goes on during the holidays. Super fun. I know you've never done it. I've never done it. It, you know, it's not free. You have to, I mean, you could easily go around and just find the Olafs on your own. Uh, but I mean, if you go on the official map, I think I don't remember how much it is. We did it last year. I think it was like five to ten bucks or something like that. But upon completion you get a little prize i believe last year it was like a milkshake that you got or like mm. a soft serve ice cream um it, but it came in like a little commemorative cup that said epcot festival of the holidays That's which pretty you know, cool yeah i love that cup i i you know very much enjoy it so you get your map you go around you find these hidden olaf statues that are in each country and then you mark on your map with your stickers what holiday tradition Olaf has uncovered in that country. Now, I love this for a very specific reason, because like they do okay. a scavenger hunt at every single festival, right? The Olaf one I love because it ties in. You could you could imagine that you are living in the time period of the um the frozen holiday special. Okay. Remember when, when Olaf goes around and like is is collecting like um traditions from different people all yeah. throughout Arendelle to bring back to Anna and Elsa. That's what he's doing here. He's finding traditions. So like you'll find him with a dreidel or, or a menorah. You'll find him with, you know, the, the Kwanzaa, the candles from Kwanzaa. You'll find him with all sorts of different things that kind of relate to the country that he's in. And it's so cool. It's, it, it's a fun thing to do. Like, so you got the Olaf one here. Festival of the arts is usually a figment is like find figment. Right. And a lot of times it's like it's like artwork involving figment, like figment in the Mona Lisa or, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, Flower and Garden is Spike the Bee, who is kind of okay. an or original character for Flower and Garden. You got to find him with all the different plants and food and wine. You're finding Remy from Ratatouille all over in each country with different ingredients. Uh, but my favorite one by far is the Olaf scavenger hunt. So much fun. Um yeah, highly recommend. If you if you've never done the 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 Epcot Festival scavenger hunts, folks, I highly recommend it. I think you got to do it sometime, Pete. Like maybe I will. You know what? Look, at the end of the day, if you if you just want the if you get halfway through and you're like, I'm not having fun with this, just fill the stickers in. You know, look it up online where they go and get your prize. You know, get your soft serve ice cream in your little cup. You know, it's it's a cheap souvenir at that point. Hmm, maybe uh, and, you, and you keep the map. So. You know, oh, that's true. That, that's that's a you know we we have multiple maps, right? From, from different ones. Uh, like the the prize for the festival of the arts one time was it's like a little it was like these blank uh, statues that you could then paint, 
Okay. And it was like Figment or Mickey or Daisy. I remember they did, they were all, they kept running out of Figment and we kept going back with our completed map until they had Figment. So you know, people love their Figment. People go a little nuts for them. All right, number eight. Now, a huge part, I think, of a lot of holidays for a lot of families is the the Christmas card. Um, what was the what was the theme of the Mandel Christmas card this year? I'm gonna surprise you. We didn't do a Christmas card this year. I'm very surprised by that. I know, I know. Wow. It's been a little bit of a wacky Christmas this year for us. Yeah, so we, we have some stuff going on, but uh, and the kids are getting a little bit older, so we yeah. kind of didn't do a. Uh, I mean, you crazy were pretty famous. Yeah, you were pretty famous for always doing the crazy Christmas. Cards. I know like, the themes. You were the Incredibles the one year. You were, yeah. But then you get in a position where you can't back out of it. Yeah, people you are. Know, people so... are. People's entire Christmas is right. banking on this. Exactly. <laughs> uh. So, you know, obviously a lot of people like to do their Christmas cards with photos of the family. Now, if you're going in, let's say, you know, no, anytime in November or early December, you've got more than enough time to get a photo pass photo of the entire family at the decorated Magic Kingdom and use it as your family Christmas card for that year. Um, you know, where the where your matching outfits, maybe even go to Very Merry Christmas Party. We can get a picture on Main Street while it's snowing and the castle's all lit up with you know the 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 not dream lights, uh, the dream projections, yeah. I guess you can say. Um it's a killer Christmas card. It's you know, the those family Main Street photos are always iconic. And the Christmas ones are even more iconic. Love it. Uh, I mean, we use that every year, so yeah. Yeah. So so definitely, folks, uh, you know, plan it out, figure out where you know where the photo pass photographers are mostly. You know, they're at every major point. Take a bunch of pictures, go through them all, get that memory maker so you can get them all. Do a collage even or just pick your favorite and then the rest you just put in an album. So, you know, Christmas card photos, definitely a big thing to take care of during the holiday season. All right. Are you ready to move on to number seven? Yes, I am. All right, this is the probably the sweetest thing on our list right now, and that is we're going back to the Festival of Holidays, and we are doing the Cookie Stroll. Very interested in this. You know what? I misspoke, actually. The soft serve ice cream in the cup was not the prize for the scavenger hunt for Olaf. I'm realizing it was the prize for the Christmas Cookie Stroll. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't remember what the Olaf prize was. It was something from from the gift. It was something in the the gift shop gives you the Cookie Stroll. You, you there's always some kind of like food based, you know, challenge to to overcome um, right. at all of these festivals and at the festival of the holidays. It is the cookie stroll and you go through and, you, um, you know, you eat all these cookies and you have your little passport book, which are free. Obviously, you get them as you walk in and they'll stamp your book when you get one of the cookies. And I think you have to get five of them to complete the challenge and then get your cup with your soft serve ice cream or whatever it's going to be in there. Right. Uh, so the cookie stroll is great. I mean, you've got Linzer cookie, you've got the black and white cookie, uh, snickerdoodles, so many awesome cookies. They have one that looks like spaceship earth. It's like a sugar cookie that looks like spaceship earth. That's cool. It, yeah. It, I mean, come on, come on. It's so good. The Linzer cookie is probably my favorite. It's over in Germany and it's got like the jam in between the two cookies. Yeah. Yeah. The cookie stroll is such a fun way to just kind of have a, a little like food adventure. And you know, if you're like, I can't eat, I'm not going to eat five cookies. Just do it with your family and just do it in one book and then share the, you know, share the soft serve or whatever. 
Um, but they're not they're not huge cookies. Like even the black and white cookie is not that big. Because if you forget the black and white cookie is usually like yeah, it's not the giant massive, one we would yeah, normally like get, from right. like the Jewish deli. Um, right. But you know, it used to be that they were only five cookies made available, which to us was a problem because like the Snickerdoodle one was a Snickers Doodle one, which had peanuts in it, and you right. know Rachel can't eat that. And so now I think there's there's a lot more than five now, but you only have to do five of the cookies to 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 get it done. They used to have like a full on in the Odyssey Center. I remember one year there was a full on cookies and milk like like food area. Okay, where I kind of remember just, that. Yeah, it was all just cookies and milk, and that was fantastic. But uh, yeah, this uh, the cookie stroll definitely something to to make a priority if you're going to be doing festival of the holidays. So. Um, all right, heading over to Disney Springs. Now, folks, don't sleep on Disney Springs at Christmas time because there's so, it's beautifully decorated and there's awesome stuff there. I mean, the one year they had the drone show, which, you know, we loved so much. But now um, the one thing they do every year is the Christmas tree stroll, which used to all be kind of smushed into one area, like by over where Santa Claus was over by uh, Once right. Upon a Toy. But now... The trees are are put out through Disney Springs and you can get a free map from any from a number of retail locations and basically do like what the Olaf one is. Basically, you go through and you mark where each tree is and what the theme of that tree is. Then you get some kind of little prize at the end. It's some little cheapy prize. The full size Christmas tree. Uh, Yeah, no, you get a button. I think it was a button. (laughs) There's like a button that was like Disney Spring Christmas tree trail. Uh, so the trees are all themed to Disney movies or attractions. There's a Haunted Mansion tree. There's a Mickey and Minnie tree, you know, Lion King, Star Wars, Marvel. There used to be a Muppets tree and there isn't anymore. And I'm, I get Ooh. really bitter about that. Um, but yeah, the, the Disney the Disney Springs Christmas tree trail is great. And other things to look for. The roaming piano. You have the roaming piano player who who sings Christmas carols while the piano like goes all over the place. Uh, Douglas Fir, the talking Christmas tree. He's yeah. fantastic. I love Douglas Fir. He's. I hope he becomes a regular occurrence at Disney Springs during the holidays because you know he was a nice return to form from that like push era. Sounds exactly like push too. Hmm. Okay. Is, is it? Is it? You know, are we thinking push might be some kind of garbage can time lord? And he regenerated oh. into a Christmas tree. It seems like a weird transition, but yeah. But you, you know what? It's, you know, time lords, you, you, regeneration. You never know what you're going to get. Right. Okay. Uh, so still not going back into the parks yet. Number uh, five here. We're talking about going to visit the various Disney resorts. Now, this is an awesome thing to go do because the Disney resorts at Christmas time they're all decorated uniquely, and you've got certain things that are more famous than others, like the the Grand Floridian uh, Gingerbread House, which yeah has been going for like twenty years now. Uh, but every resort has its own tree, and then like Wilderness Lodge has got like the tree in the fireplace, and and you know the Polynesian has the big Christmas tree in their lobby also. A lot of really cool things to do at, at Christmas time at the resorts. So have you ever done this? Like gone around of to like, of course. The, I think yeah. everyone does it now. Well, let me you tell you this. To. Like, you know, what Ethan told me yesterday. You know, what his dream is what his Disney Christmas dream. He wants to stand in the gingerbread house. 
I think you'd have to work there to do that. And I'm like, the- well, you know, it's just like a little store. And he's like, I know. He's like, I want to be behind the counter. Like, he's like, I just want to stand there, <laughs> like in the gingerbread house. I'm like, well, I don't know if that's how it works, but you could try to get a job there. Does he have any interest in the college program now that he's um, in college? I don't think he does, actually. I don't blame him for that. I would never I don't think want, he I would does. never want to work there. I would never want to work there because I feel like it would sour my enjoyment of it. Yeah, I've had many, many, many college program kids come through the shop. Um, it's always interesting to get their takes. They either loved it or they hated it. There's no I, in between. I definitely had one who full blown loved it. Mm-hmm. I, I, just, I just one. Just one. Yeah, so just I've one. met so many CPs who have nothing but positive things to say about the college program. They loved it so much. And I've met a lot of very bitter CPs who are yeah. just like, I hated this. Uh, One girl, and she grew up in the town over, um, she came in and she's like, I thought it was going to be awesome. She was like, instead, I worked the same cart for six months in Epcot, yeah. in in the blazing sun. Yep. She's like, no no change of job, just that cart. That was my job. What would you think it was going to be? Like, <laughs> okay. You know, you're going uh, there to she be. She probably thought she was going to like work at a ride. or Yeah. Something. Oh, I'm going to be a nope. jungle cruise skipper. No, nope. you're, you're... this is your cart for as long as you're here. Y- you're okay. selling you're selling bubble wands or you're working a fast food counter or, you know, like it's, you know, it's, it's not usually glamorous work. Yep. Uh, OK, so moving along. All right, number four. So we're in our top five now. So, you know, yep. we're, we're into like the major things that you need to do. And uh, number four is something we dedicated two whole episodes of Two Men and the Mouse to this year, and that is specialty food. Yep. Specialty food and beverage. I mean, not just the Festival of the Holidays, even though, yes, you should obviously go there and try everything. But the resorts all have unique things. The parks all have unique things. The parties have unique food items. So, uh, you know, for more information on that, folks, you know, two epi- we did two whole episodes on it uh you know the the Walt Disney World 2023 holiday food tour basically is what we did so uh, but i mean like yes do they go a little nuts with the peppermint sometimes sometimes they do but it, it's always 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 a cool thing to go and experience the the you know various food items that you can get all throughout Walt Disney World not just the parks remember the resorts Disney Springs they've all got them I mean, it's a culinary tour right. of the holidays. Oh, you know, a culinary tour of all things peppermint. <laughs> but I mean, like, I like peppermint. Yeah. I mean, do you like peppermint that much, though? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. When I got that will be pie and it had the crushed up candy cane inside, I was like, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> like, and then, then when I got the, the hot chocolate churro, it had candy cane all over it. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Okay, so number three. Now, every Christmas season, especially when you got, you know, young kids, there's one event that needs to happen. Okay, one holiday superstar that must be met because otherwise, how's he going to know what you want for Christmas, folks? And that is Santa Claus himself. And you can meet him in a number of locations around Walt Disney World during the holidays. What's more. If you go to Disney Springs, you can basically get a free Santa Claus photo. You join the virtual queue. They make it nice and easy. You go back at your time and they'll take a picture of your kid with Santa with your phone. But they'll also take it with the photo pass. And I, I recommend getting it because they're, you know, they're 
PhotoPass Santa pictures are fantastic. They really put the, some of their best photographers on that. I think. Yep. Well, that's an important picture. It is. I mean, it's a hugely important picture, and that can harken back to the Christmas card conversation. You know, a lot of people like to do the picture with Santa as their Christmas card. So, uh, yes, you can meet Santa Claus in Disney Springs. He also makes appearances in Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Uh, and then at some of the parties, you can get things like Santa Goofy. Love Santa Goofy. It's one of my favorite Santa Clauses. I remember Santa Goofy used to be in, in Hollywood Studios way back in the day. Yeah. By, by the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yep. Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, that whole thing. Um, it the was playground. always cool. He, yeah, he was there every year, like, kind of like right by that. I um, remember was a great area i remember so yeah and you know santa claus always you know he may look different from park to park folks but you know it's still santa claus it's still you yep. know he you know i always said that santa claus kind of like can change his like face a little bit kind of like a time lord kind of like push the time lord mm. you know regeneration right. you never know what you're gonna get uh so uh number two speaking of photos with with you know holiday superstars Specialty character photos are a must during the holidays. Now you've got people. It's not just at the parties where this happens, folks. Like the princesses during like the regular park hours will be wearing some kind of winter outfit, some kind of yep. Christmassy outfit. Like Belle, um, one year in Epcot during regular park hours, Belle was in her like yellow. Because normally in Epcot, Belle is in her provincial outfit. Right. But she was decked out in her yellow and red uh, Christmas dress for one of them. And, uh, you know, I've seen other, you know, princesses and other characters all doing those like, you know, holiday costumes kind of specifically for that time of year. But if you go to the the parties, I mean, you know, you can get Santa Duffy. Just don't try to hug him. Uh, you can get, uh, you know, Stitch wearing a scarf. Uh, Pinocchio. Pinocchio was Christmas up. Yep. You know, every character pretty much has got the, the Pooh Bear tigger piglet eeyore photo at very merry where the, you know they're wearing all their winter gear it's so much fun so this is kind of your big thing this was almost number one yeah i mean for me it's all about the character pictures so i love yeah. it what's your favorite christmas character you've ever gotten a picture oh of? wow um i got pinocchio and geppetto okay um with christmas scarves I'm trying to think who do i really do, do the, like dwar do the dwarves have christmassy stuff on yeah, so I've done the dwarves, I think, twice at Christmas, and they had like two different outfits on, if I remember. They were years apart. But yeah, I mean, that was and that's like the best picture ever. Yeah, so. I mean, you can get the dwarves in their normal outfits at Halloween, but the, right. they get like, the Christmas outfit, you know, that that's really cool. I'm glad they do. I've never done the dwarves at the at the Christmas party. I only did them at the Halloween party. Right. So maybe that'll have to happen next year. Get the get the seven dwarves picture. Because, you know, the seven D. But I mean, oh, Santa no. Duffy's the one. Yeah, yeah. As long as you don't try to hug him. Yeah. You know, have you ever gotten Santa Duffy? Yeah, of course, many oh, times. Okay. I, I it was almost disappointing because we would go in November all the time, so every time it was Santa Duffy. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes, makes... We were all, we were like, a, it's like I would just love a regular Duffy, uh, which we have also, but you know, right, every right. year it was Santa. Right. Did he hug you? Yeah, of course. What was it like? I mean, it's a, it's a <laughs> wonderful thing. Yeah, it must be nice. Uh, okay uh and number one okay live shows and fireworks and i'll include parades in here too because man oh man do they deck the halls for these shows and now what's included when we say live shows now in epcot you've got pair noel father christmas uh you know all the holiday story the lion dance over in china 
the um you know mariachi cobre over in uh mexico you've got so many awesome awesome things to experience the candlelight processional uh which you know has been huge this year i mean we, we were there um for the day that neil patrick harris was there but we didn't actually go uh and it was just insane like how you know crowded it was uh, but the one that was really huge this year, I think probably the biggest one was Brendan Fraser. Really? Yeah, that makes sense. You know, for two, I believe he was there for two days. And for those two days, Brendan Fraser appeared in both Walt Disney World and Universal Studios because he is at the end of The Mummy. Mm, yep. If he had gotten his coffee. Uh, so, you know, just just for those two days, you had Brendan Fraser in both parks. That's true. Kind of a kind of a fun little thing there, but now over at um Hollywood, you know, for Jollywood, you've got the um you know the Muppet Show that they did over at the uh, the theater under the stars. You've got uh, Jingle Bell Jingle Bam, the Nightmare Before Christmas sing along. Then over in Magic Kingdom, you've got the stage show, you've got the fireworks, you've got Mickey's Merry Time Parade. Uh, gosh, so 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 much. And then during Christmas week, they start doing Mickey's Merry Time Parade and the fireworks during regular park hours. Because they don't do very merry during that week. Right. So, so much to see and do. So, so much to see and do. I mean, it's a great time of year. Yeah. Animal Kingdom, obviously not much to do for Christmas over there, but they, they are decorated, which is nice. Um, But yeah, I mean, even, even Pandora decorates, like they put the Santa hat and beard on like the big Walker, like robot. Yep. So, uh, well, that, and and yeah, live shows and, and those fireworks, man, they are great. You know, watch them. Well, even if you can't get into Vic, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, watch them from like the Polynesian or get an Ohana reservation or California Grill, and they'll they'll play. You know, you'll get the you'll get the gist of it because they play the music and everything. I did used to like Animal Kingdom when they did those like winter those like walking puppets. Oh, they do that still. Oh, do they? Awesome. I, I think that's really cool. Thank you. I spaced on that. Animal Kingdom does have a thing for Christmas. They do have these like walking puppets of like, you know, um, you know polar bears and, yep. and, and things like that. It's so They're cool. really, really cool. Yes. Yeah. And the puppeteers are great. I mean, Disney really hires world class puppeteers. I know a bunch of them personally, and they're they're wonderful people and extremely talented. Uh, so yeah, definitely check those out. Uh, and and they, you know what? They also do a. Um, what, what am I doing? Saying that they didn't do anything for Christmas. They have the the Tree of Life Awakenings has a special holiday show for it. Like when they do the projection mapping at right. night on the on the Tree of Life. But it's still weird. Animal Kingdom at night is still weird to me. Like remember, it was just never open at night. Like yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there you have it, folks. Uh, the top 10 things to do on your next is, and I hope everyone listening in our audience gets to experience Walt Disney World during the holiday season, because I mean, it is just an unforgettable experience. And as I said earlier in the show, I highly recommend if you are going for Christmas, take a look over at Universal and SeaWorld also, because they really go all out for Christmas as well. Uh, SeaWorld really shocked me with like their Christmas food festival and the Christmas trees they have in the you know, in the in the lake there, really, really nice, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful park. That's awesome. Yeah, and Universal just—they really went all out. It was it was fantastic. And you know, I don't think Universal does any like ride overlays or anything like that. Like, you know, could you imagine like they put a, a Santa hat on Spider Man or something like that? Right. Like, with Doc Ock on the loose, this might be the most dangerous Christmas of my life and yours. 
uh disney's immediately like let's pull their license yeah oh no violation violation uh we, we saw sad captain america the other day oh and like we're, we're walking and like i see this guy and he's sitting there and he's showing captain america like his drawings i guess of captain america and i'm like man he's showing that captain america like <laughs> the guy looks like he's wearing a party city costume <laughs> and he was so skinny that's like, a bummer i've seen some good caps there Cap is one of the ones that they they will get right sometimes. Like Wolverine, I've never seen a good Wolverine. Yeah. Uh Doom Doom and the Goblin were out again. Oh, I mean they're always right obviously cuz Yeah, which they yeah, they're fine. I have not seen Doom and the Goblin out in years. So that was kind of cool to see. And of course, you know, Spider-Man is always great. I don't love the Spider-Man costume they use. I feel like there's so much more that can be done now that I've seen how the way they do it over at, uh, right. You know, over Disneyland, but yeah. you know, it's, it's a Spider-Man Halloween costume. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else you wanted to add to this list? And I feel like we got a lot out there. We really did. We really did. Uh, so, folks, you know, uh, that's going to do it for Two Men in the Mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you to our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com slash Two Men in the Mouse, uh, you know, for supporting us and supporting the show and taking advantage of some of that great exclusive content we got going on over there. We're going to be filming some more of it today. We're doing another patron show for this week. We're going to be doing the Geek Watchtower, probably recording that tonight. Uh, hopefully, you know, that'll be out this week as well. Um, and we're going to be doing Orlando Outside Disney soon, more festival food features, so much coming at you guys over at, at patreon.com slash two men in the mouse. If you love our good buddy, Peter Mandel, check him out over at Rogue Comics at Cranford, New Jersey at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016, or go to roguecomics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. If you're planning a trip anywhere in the world, but specifically those Disney and Universal parks, check out our buddies over at Away With Me Travel. Justin and all of his uh, wonderful agents over there have got you guys covered no matter where you're going. Um, you know, booking my wedding cruise, book Pete's trip, got Pete those Oogie Boogie Bash tickets. I mean, yeah. guys, the real deal. And you don't pay a dime for their services. Uh, so check them out. Send an email to Justin and travel.com or show travel.com. And folks, for me, I mean, this is the last week to get the original run of the Ross and Nancy series, uh, the, the four part uh, fantasy series that I wrote over on Amazon. That's R O S I N A N T I. Get them while they last. Um, and then, uh, you know, they will be coming down in the new year and I will be launching them again in some kind of new format, um, you know, reworking the plot a little bit, kind of like bringing them up to like what I feel is kind of like the standard that I've established for myself now, you know, now that I'm like do this full time and, and know what I'm doing, uh, <laughs> and then they'll be re-released. And of course, folks, my other books can all be found under the name Vincent Valentine. It's V-A-L-E-N-T-E-A-N over on Amazon.com. And those can be found in uh, audiobook, ebook, and paperback formats. All right. And of course, oh, that Morty Monster YouTube channel. Check him out over at youtube.com slash Morty Monster. Uh, new stuff coming at you guys this week. So uh, that does it this week. Pete, any closing words? What are we going to do after uh, we don't have great holiday shows to talk about? I don't know. We're going to have to like, talk about other things. We're going to have to like, yeah. do more Disney stuff. So yeah. Yeah, we'll figure Love it out. It. I think we'll figure it out. All right, folks, please keep the magic alive every day of your lives. And we will see you next week on Two Men. And the mouse. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time. 
and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us. This has been YDF Media Productions.